Welcome to Jedi Dropouts, your semi-weekly geek-out. I am James Moss. And I'm Ryan Taylor. Yeah, semi-weekly is, I guess, more like it, because, uh... Yeah, sometimes it's every week, sometimes it's every two, three weeks, uh, you know. Uh, yep. Today, we're gonna do something that we have been meaning to do for a long time. Uh, we're finally gonna rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. You did. For as much as we talk about these fucking like, movies. Even before I mean, we started doing the podcast, like, this is kind of something we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, we did have this conversation. Uh, I can't remember when that was. It wasn't that long before we started this, though. Well, I mean, I've been having this conversation with people long before the podcast idea even came up, like, before half these movies even came out. Yeah. Which, like, a lot of the movies that I had to choose from back when I first started having this conversation with people, just basically make up, like, my bottom five. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> we should probably mention this is a two-part episode, our first our first ever, because, uh, I mean, yeah. there's 16 movies. We're not going to include Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen it, and uh, it's pretty fresh for you. Yeah, if I were to put it on this list, it would probably just be me, like, still riding the hype of just getting to see it in theaters and all the press and... Yeah, exactly. We kind of inflated a bit. Yeah. Plus, like you said, you haven't seen it, so we're going to leave Thor Ragnarok off this list for now. I mean, maybe down the road we can just comment on where we would place it in the ranking somewhere after we've done both parts. I'll tell you what we should do. We should do an episode of just updates and changes to shit we said. Yeah. Go back through everything and take into consideration the new movies. Hell yeah. Like, I don't know, next year, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, after Thor and Black Panther and... Man, if we wait till next year, there'll be like another fucking dozen movies to add to this anyway. Yep. Or not just this, but I mean... Uh, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, if we get around to ranking those. Uh, so, yeah, we're... Ant-Man 4, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, so we're, we're not including Thor Ragnarok. we got a nice even 16. So, just for today, for part one, we're going to be ranking our last place, our 16th Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, up to our 9th. And then... Next week, we'll be doing our top eight. The coveted top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love those classic top eight lists? I do. Yeah. You know what? They're so much easier to digest than top ten. I know. Fuck, uh, fuck top tens. You only went with that because it's nice and alliterative. <laughs> my, see, when I, when I grew up, my favorite TV show was Video and Arcade Top Eight. Um, right. I that wasn't the popular choice, but... It was ingrained in my head at a very early age by older cousins and people in schoolyard that thumbs are not fingers. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. So I've always counted things in increments of eight. My thumbs don't count. Therefore, giving things ups or downs. Not for counting on. Okay, we're we're beating a dead horse. Let's uh let's get right into it. I just woke up. Fuck it. Um. So we're gonna go back and forth. I mean, we're gonna be touching on a lot of the same movies. I think. I think especially near the bottom, we're gonna be talking about a lot of the same ones. Yep. Uh. So you want to start it or me? Uh, I can get this ball rolling. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Number sixteen, the least good movie. <laughs> I I feel kind of bad to say the worst because I still have rewatched this movie a bunch of times. So the least good movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the first Thor movie. Okay. Not where in I put my, it, not where I put it, but not far off. Well, do you want to just go through our list and then kind of bounce back and talk about why? Because there are differences in where we place these movies. I'll tell you what. You said Thor for 16. I'll tell you where mine is, and then we'll just keep moving through the list that way. Sure. I had Thor at 14. Okay. Still pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Some parts of it just seemed a bit too, like, campy and the whole, like, like, they have nailed comedy in some of the more recent MCU movies. Like, Thor Ragnarok, Ant-Man, the Guardians movies, like, they've had their comedic funny moments. But, I don't know, some parts of the first Thor movie were just like almost cringy to me. Yeah. Like, how are we ever supposed to find him? Backs up the car and hits him. Or like when they turn like they're in the diner type place in her lab of what she got set up and there's a knock on the window and there's the Warriors 3 waving <laughs> like idiots like they're the Three Stooges. Yeah. I know what you're talking about there. Like, ugh. See, my thing about Thor is it's not really a superhero movie. I mean, you've got no. you got Thor, the 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 Marvel character there, but ninety five percent of that movie is just he's like a fish out of water. It's you know, it's like Encino Man or some shit. Like, it's not really much yeah. of a superhero movie. Uh, the only and, reason. And like- one part I did like that ended so anticlimactically was when Thor's like running through like the shield setup thing trying to get Mjolnir back and he's like beating these guys up in the tr- in the tunnels and in the mud and blah 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 and this is the first part this is the first time we see Hawkeye yeah and he's up in the little elevator, like high hide thing from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, pretty And he's much. got Thor in his sights with his bow, and everyone fucking knows it's fucking Hawkeye. 
and you're like, oh my god, Taka, and he doesn't fucking do anything. No. He doesn't even shoot a warning shot. He, like, it's like, uh, no, I'm not grabbing the sniper rifle, I'm grabbing the bow, and I'm like, I got so excited. And then Thor realizes he can't pick up the hammer. Hawkeye doesn't do his job in, you know, even shooting a warning shot to tell Thor, you know, back the fuck off. And then you don't see Hawkeye anymore until the Avengers. Yep. And I was just kind of like, so what was the fucking point in introducing him here? Like, literally all you did was show him going up in an elevator and aiming at someone. Yeah, I know what you mean there. Uh, like someone who is one of my favorite people in the Avengers currently. Yeah. And, yeah, like it, what, the first time you even see Hawkeye shoot a single arrow is halfway through the first Avengers movie. Yeah, you're right, aren't you? And, like, that just seems ludicrous to me. So, like, why introduce him? And some of the parts, like, I don't know, like, Chris Hemsworth, Greatest Thor, fucking casting. A lot of the casting was perfect. Yep. Loki, Odin, but I can't get past some of the campy parts of this movie. And it's so slow getting from action scene to action scene. Yep, you're right. And you nailed it when you said, like, the whole fish out of water story. And that can be done well sometimes, but much like the Inhuman series, <laughs> this Thor movie did not do it as well as it could be done. Have you seen any of Inhumans? I've watched clips and lists of like everything wrong with it and the clips of the show that they show are so cringy yeah I haven't bothered I I don't think I'm gonna Uh, like Medusa misses with like the super powered hair gets her head shaved yep it's like come on yeah. And the visual effects just really don't look great. No, they don't. Um, as for me with Thor, the only reason I put it above the other two, uh, if I was considering it more of a superhero movie and trying to rank it on the same level, I would put Thor last because it's really just not a superhero movie. Uh, yep. But in terms of which one I'd rather sit down and watch, yeah, I'd rather watch Thor than the other two. That's honest. Okay. That's it. Just from pure entertainment level, not that Thor is the most entertaining movie. It's just a little more entertaining than the other two for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. What do you have for your number sixteen? For my number sixteen, uh, I actually put a movie I haven't seen in a while on here. Uh, Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two. And here's here's why. Uh, so when I was uh, just looking back over all these movies, before I even rewatched any, 
I uh, I just tried to think about them from uh, memorability, like how memorable each of these movies was. And yeah. I couldn't tell you the plot of Iron Man 2. As I in, could right now off the top of my head. I know Mickey Vork is in it. There is a racetrack. Yep. And Sam Rockwell shows up. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've seen it a couple times. And honestly, I just think this is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. It's it's one of the few on in the MCU I would not really consider a good movie. Okay. And from my point of view, anyway, where'd you put it? Uh, I put is wait, Iron it, Man two at number twelve. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Not that far um, off though. I I can basically summarize that movie right now. Um, basically, um, there was an, a Russian physicist who used to work with Howard Stark on some of these projects, yep. but Howard Stark kind of took all the glory and fucking shamed the Russian guy. So the Russian scientist goes and like, just basically drowns his sorrows in Russia. And, but... His son, who is roughly the same age as Tony, learns everything from his dad and also becomes a scientist, blah, blah, blah. And, but he vows revenge on the Stark family because, you know, they're living it up and being playboys and, like, fancy cars and everything while they're just, you know, booze-fueled and drowning in Russia. Yeah. And Justin Hammer played by Sam Rockwell, is a competitor of Tony's, you know, weapons manufacturer and whatnot. And so Tony embarrasses him and, you know, points out his flaws very publicly and makes a joke of him. And so he, after he sees this guy kind of attack Tony on the racetrack he busts him out of jail and was like hey I want you to help me build my stuff because you built this suit that kind of whipped Tony's ass on the racetrack yeah and he double crosses him because you know he's the bad guy of course yep but yeah he ends up being whiplash but yeah I I've seen that movie quite a few times. I I was just found it kind of dull. It like uh, that's fair. It doesn't it just doesn't really do much for me, and um, I do think the villain is probably a big part of it. Uh, not my favorite MCU villain, and uh, the ACDC soundtrack really didn't help. <laughs> yeah, they kind of had that. In the first one, and a little bit in Avengers, too. Yeah. I'm not sure why they didn't stick with the Iron Man joke and, and make it Sabbath. I, I would have been able to live with that a little better. Yeah, they just kind of stuck that in as the as the end credits song. Yeah. 
for the first one. Yeah. Anyway, that's Iron Man 2. Uh, what do you got for 15? Number 15, I had Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Um, now, see, this is one I knew we were not going to agree on. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what, okay. num- what number I have it at. It's not in my bottom eight. It's not in... It, it's between one and eight for me. Wow. Yep. I... I did not see that coming. I know, I know, I know this is one we don't agree on. You're not a fan. I love this movie. I just... Oh, the whole, like... Scene where he's doing the musical numbers and everything like that and like again it just takes so long before this movie gets to any action yeah fair enough it's very slow building like once it actually does get into the action it's so late in the movie that it uses a montage basically to show them invading bases and stuff. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I Captain America has always been one of the Avengers I've liked the least. Yeah, no, for sure. Like as a character. Yeah. Like even before they started making movies for the MCU. I was never a fan of Captain America. And when this movie came out, like, in phase one, Mm -hmm. like, I was getting so stoked on all the other characters, like, and this just kind of reaffirmed to me that Captain America wasn't that great. I mean, later movies would kind of sway me a bit, like, in the sense that I still don't, like, Captain America, but I do like the other Captain America movies. Yeah. For me, I... Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna... Like, I understand the importance of showing, like, where he came from. Yeah. Started from the bottom, now we here. Exactly, yep. <laughs> but I just felt like they dragged it out too long. Yeah. Like, the the montage of him singing on stage with the can-can girls, like the Rockettes, is probably just as long as the montage of him and the Helen Commandos taking down Hydra bases. Yeah, probably is. And, yeah, I just... Whenever I rewatch it, because I do rewatch it, there's no movie in the MCU that I don't rewatch multiple times. Yeah. But when I rewatch this movie, I find myself reaching for my phone a lot more during the first half. Hmm. I'm gonna. Just, I'm gonna it doesn't s- drag me in for the first while. Yeah. 
I'm going to save my thoughts on this one uh, for the next episode when I uh, talk about where I ranked it. Uh, I'm waiting to see when we put a movie at the same spot at all. I wonder if we will. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I like us not comparing our lists beforehand. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Let me see. Okay, so that was your 15. Uh, Yes. My number 15, I think, is probably not going to be far off where you put it. Uh, Thor the Dark World. It's kind of close. Yeah? Where you got it? I have Thor the Dark World as my number 13. Oh, really? Okay. Again, uh, I don't think they really did a great job with the Thor movies. On uh, It looks like Ragnarok's good, but the first two just... I don't know, this movie's just really... It's really bleak looking. Everything's really like brown and gray, and I think Malekith is a good villain, but I don't think they did a great job with him. The only thing that really saves this movie at all and makes it not the worst is you at least get some Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston in there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like again, it's it's a better superhero movie than Thor, but. Uh, I don't think it's a better movie than Thor. And not not for me anyway. I'd sit down and watch Thor before I watch The Dark World. I'll talk on it a little bit when I get to my number 13. Yep. But to counter one of your points about it looking bleak and lots of browns and grays and stuff like that, yep. it is called The Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, I find it looks darker and bleaker than basically any of the DC movies, but that is, like, the biggest criticism of those movies. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I just, I don't like the the whole everything just looks brown and murky and... and I mean, obviously that's not it. If, the, if there was a great movie and it looked like that, and that's fine, but I don't know. The villains don't do much for me. The, the story didn't do a whole lot. There were a couple cool scenes. Yeah. The whole, uh, that whole scene with the ship or whatever that they steal was pretty fun. The chase scene sort of thing, but I don't know. I feel ya. Uh, what do you got for 14? Number 14, I have Iron Man 3. Not far from mine. Mine's 13. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. A lot of the same. They're grinding on each other. Yeah. Iron Man 3. Oh, where do I start? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Mandarin. I hated what they did with the Mandarin. Like, yeah, I laughed at it in theater. And I've chuckled about it a couple times. Like, the first time... I watched this movie with Emily and just like the puzzled look on her face when they revealed Trevor yeah she's just kind of like what uh, like yeah it was funny how they did that but it was also disappointing 
like it's a funny joke, but it it only is a, a it's only a good joke in in the sense of fan service if you're going to still do the Mandarin and do him well. Like if they had revealed that and then revealed the real Mandarin, you know what I mean? Yeah, like to have a guy who looks like that calls himself the Mandarin, but in like. This is a series that already has, like, superpowers and stuff like that. Superpowers exist, so it's not like, you know, they tried to pull it off in, like, a superpowerless world, so instead of him having ten real rings that granted him mystical abilities, he was just the leader of a terrorist organization called the Ten Ring. Yeah. No, like, there's no reason why they couldn't have had the Mandarin be a guy who has ten rings that all do different things, like give him mystical powers. There's no reason why they couldn't have had that. No. I mean, Jesus, if they were really looking for ways to do stuff, they could have even had one of the rings or all of the rings be powered by one of the Infinity Stones. Yep. They could have done that. I mean, there's people with superpowers in this movie being the people who are infected with the extremist thing. Yep. So there's no reason why they couldn't have done the Mandarin properly. I guess they just wanted a pretty boy in Guy Pierce to be the bad guy. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it was kind of cool like seeing how Aldrich went from being like with the walker and like the kind of homely looking guy he was when he got abandoned by Tony on the roof New Year's Eve to like what he ended up becoming like this tall and good posture and well dressed good looking villain he ended up being that was kind of cool um I didn't like the whole like Iron Patriot thing. No, no, me either. Like, that was just kind of like, ugh. War Machine tested better with focus groups. Like, I like Don Cheadle. Yeah. And I like War Machine. But repainting him and calling him the Iron Patriot, even for a single movie, was just, ugh. Yep. Um... Yeah, like, Tony's relationship with the kid when he's in town, like, that that was all right. Showing, like, Tony having PTSD from the battle in New York from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a nice touch. I did enjoy that part. Yeah. Um... I know a lot of people criticize it because um, Shane Black directed it, best known for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Nice Guys, those movies. Uh, and they say it's a little too Shane Black and not Marvel enough. But my thing is that they tried to meet halfway and they didn't really get the best of either. So it's it's not really one. Uh, it's not really as good as a Shane Black movie should be but it's not really as good as a Marvel movie should be, either. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I, I 
it's not one I, I go back to as much as others. No, and like it it's nice to see like Tony having the PTSD and becoming more human almost. Yeah. Being knocked off his pedestal a little bit and being humbled by what happened to Happy. Yeah, for sure. And like Yeah. But the Mandarin thing and like Pepper having superpowers that we never see again at the end. And it's just like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it it has its moments. But yeah, just it doesn't hook me. No, me either. And that's how I kind of feel about a lot of these movies towards the bottom of the list, is they had their moments, but they just couldn't hook me. Yep. Uh, what number was that for you? That was number 14. Number 14 for you, and that was my number 13. And yeah. your number 13 was The Dark World, is that right? Yes. Okay, I think you said you had something else to touch on with that one. Uh, I was basically just going to say, like, I mean, the villains were darker. It had a less stoogish tone than the first Thor movie, which is why I liked it more than the first Thor movie. Yeah. It was far from a perfect movie. It did give us another Infinity Gem. Um, I don't know. Jane kind of didn't appeal to me. But, yeah, it, it was a Thor movie that was better than the first one. Yeah, fair enough. Like, honestly, I was back and forth on the two of them anyway. Uh, yeah. I had my, see, my eight here today, I've got my bottom four, which I think are, in in my ranking, no question the bottom four, but those could move around quite a bit. Yeah. And then it jumps from Iron Man 3, which is a movie that I'm not a huge fan of, to pretty good movies. <laughs> like, yeah. Because the top 12 are, are way closer for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's 13. Uh, what do you got for number 12? Or did you already say Number 12? I had Iron Man 2. Yeah, that's right. You said that. Yeah. Did you have anything else to touch on that one? Um, not really. I mean, I I summarized the plot. Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of cool, like, the premise of the movie was good. Okay. The whole, like, you know, the Russian scientists being, you know scorned by the Starks and then wanting revenge because of that and Mickey Rourke looked pretty menacing with all those prison tattoos and everything like that it's just I don't know I just realized that Iron Man 2 is the Rocky of Marvel movies 
I mean, I, I, I think the, uh, I think the comparisons are pretty clear there, except, uh, well, Iron Man comes out on top, but, uh, uh, I think this is where we're going to start to disagree quite a bit, <laughs> and I think, I think, <laughs> um, one big issue I did have with Iron Man 2, yep, was at the end when uh, Whiplash does show up for the final fight. A, he looks too much like Ironmonger did in the first one. Okay. Like it's just a very big suit. Yeah. Whereas he wasn't even in a suit really he was just wearing like a backpack with like two whippy arm things yeah true he wasn't even <laughs> a suit when he fucking kicked Iron Man's ass on the racetrack yeah then he builds his big suit and within two minutes he just like entangles Rhodey entangles Tony and they blast together in the middle yep And yeah, the the fight scene between um, Tony and Rhodey was kind of cool. Okay, yeah. Tony's having that house party, and Rhodey shows up and whips his ass, and then walks off with the war machine armor. Yeah, that part was cool. Just seeing the two of them duke it out. You know, just two guys in suits just punching the shit out of each other. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And Rhodey kind of putting Tony in check for being an asshole. Yeah. But, and this movie also did introduce the Black Widow. Yeah, that's true. And, this, like, the way they introduced her is much better than how they introduced Hawkeye because. Yeah, she doesn't really do a whole lot until the end when she, like, actually suits up and, like, Happy's like, hey, I took down this one guy, and then he it, like, shows all the guys that she's after, like, knocking down and <laughs> stringing up and everything. Yeah. That, that was cool, but in the beginning part where she was just Natasha, I mean, that was good because it showed, like, she's a spy. Yep. Like, she was playing this character and able to infiltrate, like, Stark's inner circle. Yeah, that's true. Which is one of her characteristics she's known for. Mm -hmm. So that was displaying that pretty well. So that's why I put it above some of these other movies. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Justin Hammer was just kind of like I love Sam Rockwell and he plays zany characters well but I just kind of wanted to hit Justin Hammer with a guitar like just break a guitar on his head Jeff Jarrett style yup <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of people are going to disagree with my next choice okay. like, like a lot of people <laughs> Um, my pick for number 12 uh, is the Avengers the first one? 
Yeah. What? Yep. I know. For number 12? Number 12. Okay, I gotta hear your reasoning. I don't really have much reasoning. Like, I don't I don't have anything specific about this movie, but I watched it in theater and I really enjoyed it. But since I since then, every time I go back to watch it, I I don't know. It I can't I can't enjoy it and I don't know why. I have not been able to enjoy this movie once since it was in theater. Like some of the scenes when I watch them for some reason just look really look really cheap and they kind of take me out of it like the scene in the park it it looks like cosplayers to me and I, I'm not really sure why because I didn't see it that way when I first saw it but the I don't the scene in the park? the the yeah sorry they're they're in the woods or whatever the scene where Iron Man fights Thor oh after they capture Loki yeah, and yeah Thor shows up and takes him off the ship. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I this is not one I I, I can see. Yeah, I, that scene definitely seems out of place. Like they could have found a better way to do that. Yeah. It's and again, I don't actually see any flaws. I do not think it's a bad movie. But I don't enjoy it. I really don't enjoy the Avengers. I mean, I have my issues with it. A few minor ones. Well, for for one, I think I'm not sure if the Chitari were the the best choice for the big invasion, but that's just me. If I want to see an invasion in a Marvel movie, I want to see scrolls. Exactly, and not saying they needed scrolls for the first movie like that, but yeah, maybe even the Kree or something. You know, like a, a more. Uh, a little bit more fan service, like tutorial just aren't that. Uh, I don't know. They don't. They aren't as known. Exactly. I feel you. But that's not even my issue. I just I don't know. I I can I inexplicably cannot enjoy this movie, and that's why I had to put it there. Okay. Is that it for your number 12? Yeah, I assume yours is in probably in the top 8 for you somewhere. I will get to that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what's your number 11? My number 11 is the first Iron Man. Okay. I've got that one at 9, so it's not too far off. So, I have all three Iron Man movies in, you know, the bottom 6. I've got them in the bottom eight. They're not... Uh, and yet, Iron Man is the most popular one. Yep. We, we agree on that one. Iron, the first Iron Man is the best Iron Man. The first Iron Man is the best Iron Man. Iron Man is the most popular character in the Avengers. Like, everyone yeah. loves him, and he gets the most screen time. He's in the most movies. Oh. I, th- I think that's it, because they're paying Robert Downey Jr. so much they can't afford to not. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, like, I know so many people who just, like, lose their shit when Iron Man shows up. But his standalone films are not the best. Yep. 
And uh, my 12 to 9, they went back and forth. So Iron Man I have at 9, but it's been as low as 12 when I've been doing this list. Yeah. I, I think... I'm going to try and use like a food analogy to summarize the Iron, like to summarize Iron Man. Okay. Okay. Iron Man to me is like granola. All right. All right. Like you put granola in with a parfait or something like that, it's delicious. But I would never put. I would never just take a handful of granola and eat it by itself. Just dry granola. Fair enough. You put it in with some yogurt, you add some berries. You got yourself a delicious snack. But just a handful of dry granola, I will never eat that. So what you're saying is that Iron Man works better in the Avengers group movies? Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh... I think that analogy works for me too because I don't really like yogurt or berries. <laughs> so that's why Iron yeah. Man that's why Iron Man goes higher than Avengers for me because I like the standalone stuff better than the team up movies. I I enjoy my team up movies and stuff like that. I just the Iron Man movies now whenever I'm sick when I get sick, one of my go-to movies to watch is the first Iron Man. I watch it on the couch, A, because, like, I don't hate the movie, but B, it's something I can fall asleep to when the cold meds kick in. Yeah. Um, Terrence Howard, not as good as Don Cheadle. No. At me and Rhodey, but we can ignore that. No, because he yeah. still did. A, he still did a good job. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when they recast Rhodey, I was like, "Oh, there's an actor like I know I enjoy." Yeah, true. So you know, I was unexcited when I seen the new Rhodey. Um, Jeff Bridges, he's a menacing guy. His Iron Monger suit was eh. But, I mean, Jeff Bridges had nothing to do with that. I think my biggest complaint about Iron Man, although it's not much of a complaint, is I like the first half better than the last half. Yeah. I, I like the it's, Iron Man origin it's story. the opposite of Captain America in that way for yeah. me. Yeah. Whereas Captain America, like, the first half, like, not even so much the first half, like, when he's still skinny and stuff like that, I enjoy the movie. But once he gets his super serum and Mrs. like, fawns over him and she, like, almost touches him but then, like, recoils her hand like it's a fucking hot stove and she's just, like, basically drooling over ooh he's tall and has muscles now yeah. ooh <laughs> like from that point up until like near like the later part of the movie it's just kind of and eh for me whereas with Iron Man like the beginning of the movie 
Like, he gets blown up. There's all kinds of shit happening while he's in the cave with Jensen, and he builds this suit, and, like, with, like, parts he's telling them he's building them a missile for with, and, like, the whole escape from the cave part. Like, that's all great. When he comes back and he's first, like, yeah, I need to fucking sort some shit out and stop selling weapons, like, I think the movie goes downhill after that first time he comes to that village as, like, the new polished Iron Man and whips math. Yeah. That's the part where the movie starts to go downhill. Like, that, that's still a good scene, but after that, it's kind of like, eh. It, I don't think it goes too far downhill. Like, it doesn't turn into a bad movie. It's just the second half, I'm always wishing that it was as good as the first yeah, like, it, it doesn't, like, drop off in quality and everything like that, but it is a gradual taper. Okay, yeah. Um, so that was your number 11? Yes. But, but, like, that's the thing. Like, by the time it gets to the part where I'm like, okay, this, I wish the second half was as good as the first half, the cold meds have usually kicked in on us, and I'm asleep. Yeah, true. <laughs> I get to watch the first half of the movie, which is the better half of the movie, yep. while I'm waiting for the cold meds to knock me out. <laughs> we should have ranked these movies by halves. <laughs> um, my number 11, I'm really not sure, like... I don't, I don't, I don't know where you stand on this one at all. Uh, Age of Ultron. Okay. And I do like this movie. It's not like I don't have any problem with it. It's just where it ended up falling. Uh, yeah. I really like a lot of the stuff they did in this movie. I love the Hulkbuster fight. I love uh, the inclusion of Vision and Scarlet Witch. I absolutely fucking love James Spader as Ultron. Uh, yep. It just, I think there was maybe a little too much in the movie. Maybe if it was cut down, it would be, would be higher. Like, it's getting to the point in the list where I don't really have that many complaints. Yeah. You're just basing it on having less high points. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I love the party scene the, with the, the introduction of Ultron. I think that's one of my more favorite scenes in the MCU. Yeah. But as for complaints, I don't, I don't know. Uh, again, a little too much. Um, the ending doesn't really stand out as anything amazing to me. Not that it was bad. It's just not one of my favorite endings of, the, of in the MCU. Did you? Yeah. Did this one make your bottom eight or your top eight? Top. Top. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, we'll save your thoughts on it for the next episode and move on to your number 10. My number 10, and see, this is where I am running into movies that I very much enjoyed and it was starting to get difficult for me. Yeah. This is where, like, the top 10 is where I was like, I really like all of these movies and I it was like oh but which one do I like more yep 
had to go with The Incredible Hulk. Okay. It actually hurt me to put this movie so low. Yeah, I uh, my that that one made my top eight, but uh, yeah, and yeah. I completely understand why. It's a great movie. It is a fantastic movie, and I enjoy Mark Ruffalo, but I enjoy Edward Norton a lot in this movie. And the whole like, just him being on the run and like trying to keep the Hulk contained and trying to find a cure for it and it just felt kind of reminiscent of like the classic Incredible Hulk like show yeah yeah for sure but being updated like it I felt it paid homage to that and I've heard some people say that they didn't like them but I I enjoyed the abomination oh me too he was an excellent counterpart to Hulk. Yep. And Tim Roth was good as Emil Blonsky. Oh yeah. Like the scene where like Hulk like really hulks out for the first time at the college and starts like just taking down these Humvees and shit like that. And you have this super soldier, Blonsky, who's almost holding his own against the Hulk. Yep. That scene was like, holy shit. And that was the second movie in the MCU, wasn't it? Yep. Because they put put out Iron Man and and the Hulk in the same year. Yeah. So to have, like, such badass scenes... So early in the MCU, like when they first corner him in that overpass and they're like shooting the gas in, and it's you know what's coming. Yeah. And then like Betty's running and she's like, Bruce, and like elbows the one soldier in the face, and like then another one like kind of tackles her to the ground, and you're like, it's coming, and like you could just feel it building. Yep. And you're just waiting for him to hulk out. And just that being like the cherry on top that fucking pushed him over the edge. And all of a sudden, he's big and he's green. And he's just destroying shit. Which is exactly what you want in a Hulk movie. Like, ah, oh, so good. I fucking and then, like, Chopper's coming down and he protects her. And... Ty Burrell, like, looking at Thunderbolt Ross and being like, I used to wonder why she never talked about you, but now I know, and, like, saying that he actually trusted this big green monster to protect Betty more than her own father. Oh, this movie is just so good. It actually hurt me to put it as number 10. Yeah, that that one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave my thoughts for the next episode because that one's in my top eight. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you guys say about it. Um, so I already said my number nine was Iron Man, so I've only got the one left here. Okay. And, and I think we're gonna disagree a big time on this one. For your number ten. Yep. All right. 
Captain America Civil War. Really? Yep. Huh. That one almost went down to 12. Wow. I was back and forth on that one a lot. And the main reasoning is I'm very conflicted on this movie. Uh, This movie does a lot for fan service. I mean, you've got a ton of uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And he's he's so good. Uh, you get the introduction of Black Panther. You get Ant Man yeah. going Giant Man. Uh, I mean, and there's there's so much that they do right that I I love, but I feel like the best parts of this movie can be shown as clips, and that the actual. Like the whole experience of watching the movie, I feel, I, I feel like there's a lot of lulls. Like, uh, for me, I think they did a fucking shit job with Baron Zemo. I didn't enjoy anything about that. I think his motives and his master plan were convoluted and kind of stupid. But, and the, the, I almost put it. I'll agree and disagree with that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I didn't like what they did with Zemo. I wasn't big on the ending. Basically, everything after the airport fight wasn't that big a deal to me. I mean, the 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 three way fist fight between uh, Winter Soldier and Cap and Iron Man was pretty cool. But I don't know. Uh, as as a movie, like as a, as a one solid movie. I'm not big on it, but I couldn't put it that low just because of the Tom Holland Spider-Man and the Black Panther and the Giant Man and all the other shit like that that they did. So it was, okay. I'm, I'm really conflicted on it because there's some of the stuff they did in this movie uh, were some of my favorite scenes and pieces from the MCU ever, but then like half the movie is stuff that I would just honestly skip over so and then, I mean I had I had my issues with it and I'll get into it more when I talk about it but my issues with this movie were far outweighed by the positive points yeah I don't know it's it was really back and forth for me. On the fir- the first time I did the list, it went as high as like six or seven, and then the second time I did the list after rewatching it, it was down to twelve. So it it could be like it's one of those things where I don't think it would be in the same place if I did this list a year from now. Uh, as of right now, I'm a little more focused on how much I didn't like what they did with Baron Zemo. And I, if I'm I'm ranking them as movies, like as one viewing experience, it's it's not above a lot of these solo ones for me. Yeah, well, I mean, you have all three movies that have team ups in your bottom eight, and that's why I, I like the. I find with the solo movies, they're a little more concise. The it's it's a little less convoluted story wise. And they're not trying to cram too many characters in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
honestly, you probably could have took a lot of that Tom Holland Spider-Man stuff and added maybe an extra 20 minutes on the homecoming. But, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's the real, like, saving point for me and why it still made the top 10. If they didn't have all that Spider-Man stuff, it wouldn't be close to 10. For me. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I did have my issues with it, but... In my opinion, like, the way I felt about it, like, the issues were, like, one step back. Yeah. But all the pros were, like, eight steps forward. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, the cons weren't enough to drag it down like that for me. Like, do I think they could have done a better Zemo? Yes. Do I think, like, he could have been closer to the comics? Yes. But... There was also something I kind of liked about this team of nearly unbeatable heroes, like Earth's Mightiest, being taken down and torn apart by a guy that had nothing overly special about him. Yeah. There was something kind of cool about seeing, like, God, like, people who are basically God being humbled by... A mere man. I just he didn't have a power suit. He didn't have any superpowers. He was just a guy with a vendetta. So that's my thing. If he is just a guy, why'd they even bother to call him Zemo? I just I don't know why you would waste a great villain on some a, a character that could have been anybody. Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope that they do come back to him yeah. and somehow find a way to make him more like the comics. I I also I, mean, I also think his plan. He could just be in He's just in prison somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I think his plan didn't really make sense. Like, I get the sentiment of uh, tearing apart a team from within. I get the sentiment, but what did he think was really going to happen? Did he think that they would get to a point where they would kill each other? Because, like, best case scenario, his plan was going to end up with slightly fewer Avengers on the team, I guess. He would, his, if, even if his plan worked, it was never actually going to destroy the team. They're still kind of splintered, though, because, I mean... Like, even though at the end Cap does kind of, like, say to Tony, like, no hard feelings, like, if you need me, I'm still there, because, you know, he has to come back for Infinity War. Yeah. But at the end, you still have Cap going and busting those guys out of jail. Like, they're still a fractured team. Like, yeah. they're still split up. They're still divided. And so... It, the Avengers are kind of split up in these two factions still at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, I mean, they still don't see eye to eye. Technically, like, they even say it in Spider-Man Homecoming, like, I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now. Like, yeah. at but... the end of the movie, Captain America, who is who used to be the leader of the Avengers, who used to be, like, the moral high ground, is a fugitive. Yeah. And he's taking a handful of Avengers with him. True. 
but they are still all superheroes who do want to save the world and yeah <laughs> so like and not not just that but he was angry about his family being killed by the aftermath of a battle so he created the situation where there would be more of those battles i guess i'm not really like if you really break down his plan it it's there's a lot of holes in it there is i don't know i i feel like if they could have they could have done the movie more civil war based and less uh, just if they took Zemo out of it, you could have still had a, in my opinion, better movie. That's true. I mean, that that's we just... could have gotten away with Zemo just being named Steve. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, that's my take on it. But uh, what do you? Uh, I guess uh, you're number nine now, eh? And that'll be the last yeah, one. Yeah, my last one for this list. And that's the last. Although you have me, you have me rethinking where I have Civil War placed on. Oh yeah. In the top eight now. <laughs> I've convinced you a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I might do a quick rearrange of my top eight before we record that. You gotta lash out and put it at number one now. <laughs> uh no, not necessarily. Just, just gonna fight back. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> No, I'm I'm thinking I might actually move it lower on the list than I had it. Um, but for my number nine, I had the Avengers. The Avengers, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. The first one. I expected. Um, I expected it to be higher for you. I could have been, but. Again, not like uh, some of my issues with this movie revolve around Iron Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the scene where Tony and Bruce are in the lab, and Tony just like starts jabbing Bruce with sharp things. Oh yeah. yeah just to yeah. get him to change. <laughs> yeah. Like. What happens if Bruce actually halts out in that scene? Like, I know they're not going to write it that way, because why would they? But what if Bruce had actually turned into the Hulk there just as a reaction to Tony stabbing him? Like, as a reflex. Yeah, I don't know. Tony doesn't have his Iron Man suit on. At that point, he doesn't have the fucking, like... This is still at the point in the story where he has to physically step into the suit. Yep. He doesn't yet have, like, the implants or anything like that where he can just, like, wave his hand and the suit will come to him. Like, if he had hulked out there, Tony would have been dead. Yeah. And Tony's just still just playing with him. Yeah. Not to mention, they were in a pretty confined space. So if he had hulked out... They were in a out, very confined space. They're in a small lab where Thor's head almost hits the ceiling. And I'm pretty sure... I don't think that small lab is too far from the exterior of the ship, either. Yeah. So they probably would have breached the whole thing like, and, and killed everybody, but... But, you know, it was just a joke to Tony. Yeah. And the whole, like... That guy's playing Galaga 
part was a bit mm. oh yeah I forgot about that it's been a while <laughs> I mean I did enjoy this movie for like it gave us like it's like it actually kind of made Thanos visible yeah it put Thanos on our radar um it actually gave us Hawkeye instead of just showing him I do think that the uh, one of the opening scenes with uh, Black Widow, I, th- I think that's still probably the best Black Widow scene we've gotten yet. Where she uh, is just tied to the chair and that whole thing. I, th- I still think to this day it's the yeah, best. Like, it's given me everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was great. The whole scene with like her and Banner in, where was it, India? Uh, yeah, I think so. For sure. Which is why I put it above the Incredible Hulk. Uh, there was there were a few funny scenes, like when Bruce is waking up after Hulk crash lands back down to Earth, and he's just like, I can't remember the actor's name, but the security guard is like, son, I believe you have a condition. <laughs> like, that was hilarious. I love that part. And it was really nice to see Tony put in check and humble. When, like, Cap is saying, like, you're never the guy who would lay down and, like, be willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. And then he ends up very nearly sacrificing himself. Like, he puts himself up in the wormhole, throws the bomb in there, and barely makes it out. Maybe, um... What you were saying about the scene where he was poking, like stabbing Bruce, maybe that kind of plays into the same idea where uh, this this movie, this whole experience was very much a learning experience for Tony Stark, and he yeah. matures over the course of the movie. He does, um, but there's other parts in the MCU where I just kind of get irritated with Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, which you know I'll touch on when I talk about fucking Civil War and Age of Ultron and but yeah like I I very much enjoy the Avengers movie um I'm, I'm struggling right now to think of bad things to say about it like negative parts 
I know. I, I, I know I put it low, but I don't really have that much negative uh, feedback for it. It's just... I just have a tr I have trouble enjoying it like I used to. I, I can't... I don't know. I don't really enjoy it that much to sit down and watch it. And I don't really know why. It's because the some of the other movies we've gotten, like Guardians and movies like that, are just so fucking good that they just cast a shadow on these other yeah. good movies. Yeah. It, like, it's one of those things where you don't want to call something better just because it's newer... But Marvel have really just been getting better and better. Yeah, they've really stepped things up because they're learning from their mistakes. They're seeing where their successes are coming from, and they're improving and growing because of that. Yep. Well. So, yeah, I'm not saying any of these are bad movies. They're just not as good. No, for sure. Some of these are still good. They're just not as great. Yeah. Because some of the other movies are fucking fantastic. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, like the Fantastic Four. Yes, fan stick That's a fucking joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a different episode altogether. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can do a two-hour episode just on, like... If we did an episode on everything that's wrong with the Fantastic Four, would either be two hours or two seconds, depending on whether we wanted to actually describe everything or just sit down and say the word everything. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do an audio commentary. You want to do an audio commentary of Fan Four Stick? Yeah, that that would be fun actually. <laughs> I think that would be really fun. We're going to have to get into doing audio commentaries at some point. Yes, we will. And we should we should focus on on just the just bad superhero movies. Yep. Maybe I'll finally watch Catwoman. Oh, I, I haven't no. I haven't seen it. I'm I'm vetoing that because I love <laughs> watching bad movies and tearing them apart but that is where I draw the line. Is that bad? I haven't even finished it. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces and those are enough to make me say no to the whole fucking movie. Okay, fine. Banner Hulk. I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. It's been... I, I haven't seen that in fucking years but... Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll, we can do audio commentary of Eric Bana Hulk. We can do Spider Man Three Fan Four Stick. How about this? How about uh, anyone listening? Comment below and uh, let us know what you'd like to hear us do an audio commentary of. Uh, doesn't have to specifically be a bad superhero movie. It could be anything. Yep. And uh, we'll, when we, whenever we get around to giving that a shot, we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll even do rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Fuck it. Let's do... There's uh, some romantic comedies that I really like. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's... I enjoy some crazy, stupid love. 
That's a good movie. It is a good movie. I remember me and you watched it one year when I was home for Christmas. Yeah, that was the first time I saw it. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Marvel? Um, I guess I guess that wraps up uh, today's episode. That, that's our bottom eight of the MCU. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week with... Well, it's not next week for us right now because we're pre-recording this episode. This is being recorded pre uh, prior to our Punisher Justice League review, which yes. hopefully we'll have up in the next uh, in the next week or so. Um, yes, because today is currently Thursday, the day before Punisher and Justice League. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, if all goes according to plan, uh, Punisher Justice League review will be up next week. The week after, we'll actually release this. And then, I guess, uh, within the next three Three weeks... Three and a half months later, we will review our top eight. By the time we actually get around to reviewing our top eight, there will be eight more Marvel movies. Yeah. So, uh, I guess part three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Thank you all for... Well, thanks both of you for tuning in today. Um... And uh, as always, you can check out other episodes of Jedi Dropouts and the assorted uh, side projects. What's the word? Spinoffs. There you go. Uh, over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com. You can check us out on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And yep. uh, thanks for dropping by. Something, something, drop out. I guess. Yep. Later.